Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Cast. Everybody listening from coast to coast. It's again, yep, you're listening to my voice once again. I am my campus, the proud owner of the very last place, the lonely 12th place in our league, the Spitting Llamas. I got something special here for everybody today. This podcast that we're doing today is the first that we've ever done in the history of the Monday Morning Tears Cast. We are doing a consolation bracket. Now that the season's done, everything's set in stone. We got the eight top teams fighting for the championship, but everybody usually forgets about those lonely teams that never make the playoffs. Standard leagues, usually it's done at this point. Last place is usually consolated with the butthurt bowl, but not this year, guys. Not this year. We're doing things a little bit different now in, in our league to spice it up. The last four teams that don't make the championship rounds go into a consolation bracket to battle it out for who's not going to be rewarded that butthurt bowl. But most importantly, who's going to actually be be rewarded the first overall pick. And some may say it's not as important as the championship, but it could be just as spicy. So for today, I have every single manager on this pod doing who's playing on the consolation bracket. So first, I'm going to like to introduce to you who came just outside of the championship bracket, the leader of the Fields of Wet Dreams, Danny DiCarvello. What's up? Second, I have who came in 10th, the leader of DeAndre of the Giant, who doesn't look so giant anymore, Steve Macedo. What's up, everyone? And who just squeaked into the 11th place by a fracture of points for the leader of Sai, Mr. Nicholas Pacheco. What's going on? All right, folks. So here we are. You know, I, I sound a little giddy right now, and it might be because it shouldn't be because, you know, none of us have made the playoffs. But I, th- I think it's a little bit exciting this year that we get to still kind of battle it out to see who can get that first round pick for next season. And most importantly, kind of destine our own fate to not get that butthurt bull. As a proud owner of that too, Three years ago at this point, I can definitely say I, I don't want that again. And I would be very happy to hand that to one of you three. So what I want to kind of set up here today is kind of set up the floor to give each of you an opportunity to maybe, you know, give an explanation why you guys have done so poorly in the season to to not make that championship round. So Danny, let's start with you. Your team looked so promising in the beginning. And then after that trade, for Chris to get Mahomes and Hill, it looked like your team was was destined for greatness. What what fell apart for you over here? What what happened that made you fall out of the championship brackets? You know, it probably was that trade at the end of it. But I mean, that said, if I kept AJ Brown, I also would have missed it. I'm sure. So I, either way, I would have sucked. So I, I'm not going to blame it on that trade, <laughs> really. Um, you know, at the end of it, I guess just my players didn't come through. You know. Mahomes and, and Lamb had off games and, and Hill wasn't Hill at all times and it kind of sucks. So uh, I still am okay with my team and how they did for the most part. But, you know, sometimes it just works out that way. I don't really, it's fine. I'm, I, I've come to terms with it over the past few weeks. Yeah. Did you say going into, uh, obviously the Mahomes and Hills was a big uh, a big disappointment. Like you, you really shoot for the stars for for that trade to to go all in. Um, do you, do you think there is anybody else that's been like 
a worry now for you going into this constellation bracket? Like, I, I think Zeke is maybe somebody to worry about. Is that who you're maybe worried about for these last two weeks? Zeke would be the obvious one for sure. I think he, uh, whether it's he's just old or it's injury or whatever it is, he's just he's only 26. He can't because he's old, I guess. But he, uh, yeah, he's just been poop lately. You know, like one of the least efficient running backs in the league. So that sucks, uh, and that's a horrible time. So. Uh, that's terrifying. I'm not feeling good going into this at all. I'm like, like I, I think I have a real shot of losing. You guys have been, the three of you, I mean, maybe apart from Steve because of his injuries, but the two of you at least have been doing really well since your blow-ups. Yeah, I got 25% of my wins on the season in the last week. It's pretty high. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> I don't understand how this is happening, and it's coming at a great time for you guys and a shitty time for me, so uh, I don't feel good at all. So, you know, we'll see how it goes, I guess. It's kind of crazy to think about um, when we look at the first round picks of this this season, uh, majority of them being running backs in the first the first twelve picks. I'm if we really looked back at it, I, I'm pretty sure most of them aren't actually living up to the potential of, of being a first round pick. Um, like Zeke being one of them. I think Saquon's out of there. Obviously, McCaffrey's been hurt. Uh, I think like the one that's kind of stepped up to the plate the most um, is Jonathan Taylor, of course. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Eckler was drafted in the back half of the first round as well. Um, so it's just kind of crazy how, how our first round picks that we kind of expected to lead our team hasn't really done that uh, for most of us uh, this year. Yeah. Exactly. So going back to what you're saying, how you're excited about this consolation bracket, will it really matter at the end of it? You get first pick, and what's that going to get you? An injury? And then what? Yeah, first pick <laughs> will get you the consensus is Jonathan Taylor, right? Right. And then, oh, oh, no, second place gets to draft McCaffrey or Cook. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, so that's, a, that's something I wanted to say, ask uh, each of you, too, oh. is... You know, in in a perfect world, if you if you do win that first pick overall, is the general consensus that we would all take uh, JT first overall? Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. I think it has to be. What do you think if Derrick Henry makes a push uh, to um, not fantasy, but the real playoffs, and and becomes the 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 beast that he is? Do you think he has a shot at that first uh, or second overall? I think he'll go top three, maybe. I, I don't I don't I don't know if he'll he'll take Jonathan Taylor's spot. Partly I, I th- in my opinion, partly because of, of age. Like Henry's a little bit older now and he he's could be more prone to injury, especially after he just came he's coming off one. Jonathan Taylor's like twenty two years old. He's just getting into his like the best part of his you know, the best years of his career. So he's and he even hasn't been used that much. Like the guy gets like nineteen or eighteen rushes a game, and he puts up like hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. If they run him more, like it'll be crazy. It'll be like McCaffrey numbers if they actually you know use him a little bit more. And a big part of that is offensive line. It's like one of the best in the league. So that plus yeah. his talent and his youth, it's he's definitely number one overall. Wisconsin, though, that's what a lot of people are forgetting. He had a lot of mileage in college in Wisconsin. That's what we're scared of drafting him in the, his draft year because they the wearing turf. Yeah, but you, you compare him to, like, who, who else would go in the top, right? Like, Henry aside, you're, you're comparing either guys that have been in the NFL for a while or even Najee Harris, right, who, who I think will probably go in top half of the first round. Yeah, that makes sense. 
and he he's also like 24 or 5 24, 24 years old already as a rookie he's 2 years older than Jonathan Taylor coming into the league um so like he has more he has mileage in college too so i don't i think all of the top guys now will i think with Harris a little bit more of the concern is uh, i kind of mentioned it last uh in the last pod of him go uh, exceeding 400 touches which is absolutely insane yes he's a rookie and he's young but uh, that's definitely a lot of wear and tear even on his young body uh, but with no Big Ben back there, or next, uh, no Big Ben there next year, um, it's going to be interesting to see if they try to bring somebody in from free agency, like you know, try to take in Wilson or Rodgers, which would make you know that Pittsburgh offense really juicy, or you know, take the hit and try to go into the draft uh, to find a, a QB. Uh, so that I think that will impact where Najee goes next year too. But he should be in the like in the mid range to top. Uh, half of the first round as well. So Steve, what, what happened, man? Like uh, you fell here from five to nine, uh, five wins, nine losses. You, you were in a, the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, you were notoriously known to do the most amount of trades in our league in the first year in it. Uh, just tell me a little bit about your season here, your first season in our league, kind of the ups and downs you've experienced. And, and yeah, what do you think got you here to, to fall into 10th place? I feel like I got a bad rep here where people think I'm sending like a million trade offers and I'm really not. A lot of the trades were sent to me and I countered and then after it was accepted and vice versa. The only really trade that I actually hunted down was Tony for Jalen Hurts. So I'm getting way too much credit for everything that happened this year. And uh, I think I just didn't have luck with the schedule. I feel like uh, and then COVID and injuries have really affected my team. So. That's where I think impacted my team. I felt like I had a solid team, no weaknesses, and then after everything just compounded on me. So, yeah, I think a lot of us can say that we got impacted with injuries, uh, <clears throat> Nick, <laughs> and uh, and probably some COVID. Uh, definitely, like it's affected everybody. I, I I think if I'm not mistaken, did you actually pull off a trade with every single manager this year? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that that, sh- that should be your goal next season try to make a trade with every single manager that would, that would be that would be something for sure um i have a question though okay so notoriously now being known for somebody who's made all these trades uh do you tell me one trade you're you are happy with that you did and maybe one you regret the one that i regret is the chris carson for adam thielen because i didn't get nothing out of chris carson that i like the most was probably the the Corday Cordell Patterson Chase Edmonds and who else did I get down on that other one with Chris for Swift I think oh it was. Travis Kelsey he's the guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing for me so yeah that's great, but yeah that was probably the one I liked the most but it didn't really help out so. Yeah, Cordell Patterson's the interesting one. Like, uh, he's, you know, the guy that's been in the league for eight years, hasn't done anything outside of, you know, some uh, some special teams plays. And then it comes out of nowhere and becomes like, you know, essentially an RB1 in this league. And uh, yeah, you you definitely got value on on that pick, especially like, I don't think anybody thought like he would continue this run he's on and clearly is. And I don't know if it's just the lack of other weapons there in, in Atlanta. Um, are you, you know, uh, obviously at this point of the season, you know, trades are done and stuff. Is he somebody you're targeting as a keeper for next year? Yeah, it all depends really if uh, Atlanta drafts like a, a running back in the in the rookie draft. 
Because if they don't, I think he's pretty good for an eighth rounder for next year. Uh, I, I think even if they do draft one, he's he's been used all around the field, right? And I think that's what kind of made him kind of special this year. Yeah, but I think he's on a one-year deal, so I don't know if he's... He's on a one-year deal, and he's like 31 years old. So, And Ridley probably plays a pack in that, too. Yeah, but I, I, I have to be honest with you. I, I, yeah, but like what Steve said, I, I agree. If, if they don't draft a running back, then, yeah, you, I think he's a great keeper. But, and that's a big if, I think. Yeah. All right. So, Nicholas, we're going to head over to you now. So, kind of rough. You, you started off the season on a rough note uh, with uh, zero. What did you go? Zero, 0 and 4 to start before you got your first one? Buddy, 0 and 5. 0 and 5. <laughs> and, then, and then I rattled off three wins. It was real height. And then I went 0 and 5 again. So, it was that's a, that's a bad sandwich right there. All right, so, so tell me about this roller coaster here. Like, uh, you know, starting off on five, it obviously looked uh, it looked bleak. You, you, you probably at that point thought you were like destined for like last place, uh, and then you kind of got hyped there, like you said, with those wins in a row, and then it kind of went to the shits again. Like, tell me about your experience with your season. Well, you know, starting the year, I was very hopeful that I got a strong team, I got a good lineup, and, you know, I can work with what I got, and then just. First game loss with like Barkley and Rogers putting up combined like six points. All right, okay, fine, whatever. That's that's unlucky. And then I don't know if it was second or third week, but then I lost to Steve by like two points. I'm like, oh shit. Well, that that sucks. But you know, it's just that's just unlucky. And then just just keeps happening, keep happening. Oh, and five. It's like, all right, well, I guess I guess this season's over. I mean, maybe if I can pull off a run, I can sneak in. Oh, look, I won one. I won another one. Oh, three three and five. Maybe I can get in. All I gotta do is win out, like win out the league, win out the season. Freaking up until like the trade deadline, making moves to try and push for the the playoffs, selling Waddle for Jeff Wilson, like always, st- oh, still still holding out hope. And then just it just all fell apart. Like Montgomery getting injured, Hopkins getting injured, Sparkly being injured. It's just it's rough. And even even when I have a decent lineup, and I'm like mishmash together a, a decent starting core. I like my opponent puts up 150 against me. What the hell was I supposed to do? Even if I put up 140, that would have been amazing. I still would have lost. Like I had two weeks back to back where the team that I placed, Daniel was one of them, scored more than their previous two weeks combined. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? There was uh, there's nothing I can do. This is bullshit. So, I mean, yeah, you also put up 75 points that week. You didn't. <laughs> it didn't matter yeah. what I put up. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least make it competitive. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what I do. My team. My team shit the bed. Yeah, but like, even if I did put up a deep, like the hundred points that I usually put up, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Yes, but it's rough. I don't know where you're talking. Like, like me, me, Steve, and Mike, you're all here in the fucking consolation bracket, just you know, tooling our thumbs, not the toilet bowl. You have the second least points against. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I, I. D- you have more points for than I do. I've got more points for, and we have no business being here. Uh, you know, I, 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 I fantasy is gonna fantasy, man. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's just. I mean, I, I would say I would have bad schedule luck too, but I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna blame it on that one. I put up the amount of points I did. I was just garbage. That's that's good luck, man. We're we're all in the shitter together, so. Yeah, that's the common denominator all three of us have is having the 
outside of Tony, we're the only teams that have 1500 plus points against. So that's that's definitely interesting. How I so that's kind of interesting. Tony definitely has more points against than points for, and still finished fourth. Yeah, but that's the thing with Tony's team. He can drop like 170 points and just destroy whoever he's playing. That's the thing about this, though. Like, it's so hard to look at points against and points for as a way, like, to like, oh, this team is good. This team's bad. It's like, yo, I can put up 150 one week and then put up 50 another week, and it makes my team look good. But like, I'm probably one and one as opposed to like putting up 100 both weeks and have a chance of going like two and zero, right? Like. Inconsistency I mean, matters. Hey man, every time I put up 100 points, I lost. It'd be 0 and 2. For me, so. <laughs> but like, consistency matters too, right? Like, and that's I think that's a big reason why I'm not I'm not in the playoffs. It's like my players weren't consistent. Yeah, Mahomes go off 40 points, and the next week he puts up 10. Like, yeah, well, that's, right. that doesn't help me. Yeah, but did you like at the sleeper rankings? Uh, I was I would finish fifth if I were to face everybody every week, and I finished tenth. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like you, you only had fifty points more than me, and you would have had that good of a record. That's just because like you put up like a lot of points on the on a lot of good weeks, and then you put up when you lost, you lost hard. Yeah, but like fourteen matches, twelve guys have put up a hundred points, and the other two guys put up like eighty nine or ninety. So like I did not get no layup week at all, while other got layup weeks. That's the difference between me and other teams, it's, which, which pisses me off the most. But I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off, but, like, it's unlucky, right? Yeah, it's, you, get, you get real pissed. When you, drop in, when you drop, like, 90, 95 points, your opponent drops, like, a buck 20, you look at the rest of the league, and you just, oh, this guy beat this other guy 70 to 60. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I just needed one week of those to get into the playoffs, and I didn't get it. Yeah, that, that's the thing that with your team. Like, that's what I was kind of saying. Like, you, instead of being consistent in terms of, like, your team – putting up that many points like your opponents were consistently good they weren't like 150 50 they were like always over 100 points <laughs> right whereas like maybe maybe uh maybe nick got a lot of points too but maybe his were like up and down like i put up 140 on him for example like the match when kite like you guys nobody even touched 70 <laughs> like i wish i got one of you guys oh i know dude kite, don't get me started with kite. kite i mean kite has a good team and he has a good record but like he got to, he was calling you out on some of your fluke wins. Kai has like at least three fluke wins in there. Oh man, like, Kai fluke in this league, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and looking at it too, Kite has uh, the least amount of points against as well in the whole league throughout the season. So also an, an interesting fact. Um, just to finish off here with yeah, Nicholas's he's only team, third. What a loser! Yeah, <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> So, Nick, looking at your team still, so positives. You know, Godwin looks amazing. Absolute tight end one right now, even even over Kelsey. Team looks solid, like even for your record right now, which, which comes to the point of uh, how do you feel about that trade you made to get Bateman and get rid of Montgomery and Hopkins now that they're both healthy and, and they're both being used again? See, why I wanted Bateman is... Also, why I wanted Elijah Moore, because they were drafted past where free agents would be kept like that round. So like this year, I keep Bateman for a 12th, I think, maybe an 11th. And then next year, because he's a was drafted in the first round in the NFL, he's a first round talent playing with Lamar. He's going to go way right around where like Chase Claypool or Jerry Judy went next year. So that's like fifth, sixth round. I'll keep him for a 10th so I can keep. 
and next year, a guy in the 10th that would go in the 5th, 6th, I'm down with that. Even though he put up a fucking goose egg last week, I'm going to hold on to him. Yeah, that, that whole Baltimore offense is a little little funny right now because, uh, you know, you can say the same thing about Marquise Brown, right? Like, uh, you know, Brown, the number one, he, he looked like an absolute stud the first seven weeks uh, of the season, and then now he's kind of fell off himself. Like, he hasn't had a touchdown, I think, since week seven. Um, yeah, there's there's no way he doesn't beat his, his keeper value. He's He was, yeah, I drafted him in the 13th. There's no way he gets... He gets draft, his ADP will be lower than the 12th. That's good value for a keeper. That's why I anticipate being, being, being next year. Yeah, hopefully that's the case. And then the other, my, one of my other keepers that I anticipate keeping came from her trade too. I anticipate keeping George Kittle because I think he's the best tight end in the league when healthy. And I'll keep, I'd keep him for a second. And assuming I'm... So uh, how does the draft order work? That's my, that was one question I wanted to ask. Or is it Snake? It's Snake. So basically, uh, the order is going to be based on the standings in the playoffs. So yeah. every week matters. And then it's just going to be first 1 to 12, 12 to 1. Yeah. So I play Steve now. And if Steve beats me, he would get a higher pick than me next year? He would get, uh, like, he would have going to the finals of, of the consolation and would have a chance yeah. to get first pick if he wins. Yeah. So he would be one, he would be one, the winner of that gets one. This is one or two. Gets Obviously, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So at the worst, bowl, if I if I get toilet bowl, I get fourth. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still a, it's still a back end second, and his ADP next year I think will be like front end second, maybe first, because that's what that's where Kelsey was going this year. So, and then I'll keep Trey Lance too, just to have that San Francisco stack, because we've seen how stacks. How well, well you can only keep two, so you you know. Is it two or three? Two. two. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Well. Sorry, Lance. That changes everything. Reverse the <laughs> trade. <laughs> yeah, the Kittle's interesting just because of uh, it's always a question uh, recently with Kittle is if he can stay healthy, right? And then I, I think the other question is is uh, we haven't really seen him with Trey Lance, and if Lance is going to take over QB duties, how, how is he going to be with Kittle? I, I just think Kittle is so good. He can do so much and like seeing him play recently like that's I, w- I wasn't even considering keeping him but when he drops 185 and like two touchdowns like what other tight end can do that in the league not what even Kelsey he- at this point <laughs> this week though what did it'll do this week though uh it was it was over 100 and a touchdown i think 13 catches 151 and one because i like reading where it's like it's usually when it's all three of them are healthy, IU, Evil, and Kittle, two of them go off, and the third really doesn't go off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Mitchell missed, so Devo was like a running back. And exactly. Then... Yeah, Devo is yeah. a running back. Yeah. I also don't think Debo is going to ever stay as healthy <laughs> in a season as he probably has this year. Um, hey, man, you're, but... you're injury prone until you're not. Yeah. yeah, but also with Debo, like at least as a keeper, right? For a seventh round pick to get like when you play yeah. to be like a top five wide receiver is like it's still good, even if you play miss like five games. Yeah, and, and Debo's injury risk was built into his ADP. Exactly. Well, the thing, it's the thing with keeping Kittle, right? Like he, you're taking him yeah. at a second round. It'll be a late second for you, right? Yeah. Which is which is not bad. I think that's he might be where he goes anyways. Yeah, but it'll just be- you you could also like not keep him and maybe still get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If I want to, if I want to draft them, I can draft them. But if I want to keep them, I can keep them. I have that option. Yeah. yeah. 
Nice. So, Mikey, you want to talk about your team now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I'll keep it brief. You know, how did, how did it start? Like, it, it didn't start well. Uh, before the season even started, uh, my third running back, Gus Edwards, was out for the season. So uh, that was fun. But uh, it was just tough. Uh, between the injuries, like, at some point throughout the season, you know, I had Gus Edwards out, but I either had Cook injured or I had uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire injured. And with the disappointments uh, of, you know, Tannenhill and, and Robert Woods and even McLaurin, uh, it, it just was hard to bounce back and recover from that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I felt to, to 4-10. and 10. You know, tried to wheel and deal some players around, but uh, because of the poor performances, I, I pretty much was getting lowballed on, on everybody. Um, oh, but I remember trying so hard to get Clyde from you. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's it's been tough, you know. Uh, Claypool, obviously, huge disappointment. McLaurin, uh, you drafted him, saying, "Okay, he has a better quarterback in uh, in Fitzgerald," and he ends up getting hurt first, literally first quarter of the first game of the season. So McLaurin kind of takes a fall. It's been so long that you forgot his name. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Ser- seriously, you know what? Uh, Fitzgerald might actually be done. His career might be done. Patrick, my guy. But there you go. See, it's been, that, it's been that long. It's been that long. Poor guy. What a, it's so bad. He's already forgotten. There you go. So yeah, so that, that's kind of been the fortune of uh, of my season so far. So, but you know, I, I've uh, my hope is after the trade I did uh, with Taras. You know, I've been two and two in the playing field. Two games over 100 points, which is more than I can say for the rest of the season. So I have high hopes going into this consolation round. So what I, to go with that, we'll talk about these matchups. So we're going to play a little uh, a little switcheroo. So the first matchup from 9 to 12 is the Field of Wet Dreams versus My Spitting Llamas. But I'll give the floor to Steve and Nicholas on, on what you think about this matchup and who do you think will, will take, uh, take the win. Nick, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I'll bet on Danny. You can bet on Mikey. Honestly? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they lucked out. I feel like me and you are the two better teams. So <laughs> I feel like whoever gets through a matchup is going to win. So it's Man, a- I appreciate the plays. I got, I got lucky in our matchup. But it's, cool. I, I, I assume you're not going to roster a guy that'll get zero again. But I don't know. They got, they got some decent guys. If freaking, I was so wrong on Leonard Fournette that Mikey's got there. And Pittman yeah. might be able to put up a decent 10 points. He can... Might be a good matchup. I can see a, a nice 65 to 67. No, but I, honestly, I feel like Danny probably has the advantage there with Mahomes, Hill. If Javante can get a nice amount of work in, I feel like it's Danny's to lose. Sorry, Mikey. Yeah, Dan, Danny's Javante Williams is going to be really good too. He, I, you didn't touch on him as a, a keeper, but he's going to be fantastic depending on what they do with, with Gordon there. Yeah, if Gordon comes back, I don't know though. Yeah, that's that's the question mark. Gordon did play this past week. No, we're talking about, we're talking about next, next year. year. Next year oh, next year. Yeah. Gordon was good this year. Yeah, that would be depressing, <laughs> to be honest. Because uh, I could have traded him this year for a lot, uh, for, obviously, because everyone, everyone was trading their brains out for keepers. Uh, yeah. But... I um, I did want to talk about uh, some rule changes, but I guess we'll save that for like an off-season podcast or something. Yeah, we definitely will have that discussion. I think there's a lot to talk there. But uh, yeah, let's get 
it's it saved that one. Yeah, I I think uh, I think Danny's Danny does have probably the upper hand in this matchup, but I, I think he's 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 literally gonna rise or fall based off on on that stack of Mahomes and Hill, like which KC team is actually gonna come out to play this week? Because uh, Who, uh, who's their opponent? Have play. They're playing the Chargers, I think. Ooh, that could be a good matchup. Yeah, I mean, the last time they played the Chargers, I was hoping that it would be a shootout, and it wasn't at all. Um, it's on Thursday, actually, so yeah, Thursday, that, yeah. that might, you know, you, Mike, you might win by Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually like that matchup for Clyde because, you know, most running backs have been able to run on the Chargers all season, uh, so that would be nice. Yeah, I'm getting Michael Carter back this year, Mike. Watch out. This week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, put up young studs and he's so gonna I... put up a solid eight points. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're bold playing. Uh, you're, you'll be playing three rookies. That's that's bold move. And anything could happen. I got a young squad. I'm working towards next year, man. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. So the other matchup in this constellation back is DeAndre the Giant versus D Hopsai. Danny, I'll give you the floor here. Who do you think can? can take this matchup? Um, I haven't looked at uh, the injuries that Steve has. In it. Like, what's, what's the status on those guys? Like, if DeAndre Swift plays, I think, and, and all those guys end up coming back, I think he has a clear advantage. Like, he should be a playoff team. <laughs> so, well, and like Keenan Allen will be back, I think. They activ- activated him, right? DeAndre uh, Hurts will probably be back. Not that Taysom Hill was bad for you. Exactly, that's um, my... I don't know who to start there. Yeah, but um, I mean, I, th- I mean, I, I think Nick would agree probably that uh, Steve is the favorite. <laughs> I'm anticipating facing me and Mike. You're going to be in the toilet bowl to face off for last place. It's going to be a good time. I, I don't know. I, I think Nick has a pretty good chance here. Like literally, like if Kittle keeps up this streak, like Kittle can single handedly win this for Nicholas this week. And like Godwin's also been on fire too. So, but do you anticipate Kelsey dropping four points? Yeah, like he all yeah. Steve has Kelsey, right? I mean, I don't think Kelsey will put up thirty points, but Kelsey just dropped four points this past week. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like he he can, but you don't like you anticipate a bounce back. You think he'll he'll go back to his consistent ten to fifteen points. Started Jefferson. Didn't he play a snap? No, uh, I don't. <laughs> I think he's gonna have to play him again because he played five percent of the snaps. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that, that's I'm never playing after ever again. And like Keenan Allen's there. Like, yeah. I, I think if Swift misses, I, if Swift misses, I think I think Nick, you have a chance because because then he doesn't have a good option to put in there. Like, yeah, he, he's gonna have to Edmonds to oh, oh Edmonds. Yeah, my Edmonds Mike is probably gonna come back next week. You're right. I forgot you had him on IR. Um, it's time to blow all my budget on RB. It looks like Connor got hurt at the end of the game too. I don't know if you guys saw that. I don't know yeah, how yeah. if he's good or not. I think it was a nice pickup. But um, yeah, I, I yeah I think uh, I'd expect Steve to win. If you can, uh, if you guys can rank, who's gonna get first round pick or the first overall pick to fourth? How would you guys rank it based off before these matchups? I'd go Steve, Danny, me, and then sorry, Mikey. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a. I, I'm just a pessimist with my team right now. I think I'll probably 
get third somehow. I'll probably lose this week for some reason and hopefully win next week. And I'm just praying I don't get last. Like, that would fucking suck. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you were toilet bowl already once too, no? That's a thing. We have a 50% chance of there being a repeat toilet bowl holder, yeah. which, would be, toilet which would be great if it's not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to see Mikey do it because he won last year. That'll be just the ultimate, you know, yeah, yeah. base plant. Like I said, I, I just want to go for trophies, right? So that's uh, that's what. Or, it is. or you know, maybe Steve with the you get the initiation first trophy first year in. Yeah, that'll be biggest punishment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You came yeah. in for the loser, and you inherited his losing ways. Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> Perfect. All right, boys. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up here for this one. Do you guys have any uh, parting shots? It could be even to anybody who is in the championship bracket. Just one last thing to say before uh, before we end off the season. I mean, you want to each pick a, a winner? Like for the actual playoffs? The ones that matter? Shut up, the ones that matter. This matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at uh, Yeah. Who do, you, who do you got, Nick? Uh, I mean, I'm going to bet on Kai just because I traded him my players. I, I want to see Montgomery go off. You know, I've already stated in the chat who I'm rooting mm-hmm. for, like, and it's basically everyone that didn't uh, yeah. load up. So, you know. Um, it's definitely possible, especially with COVID. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping Paul wins at this point. I think he has the best shot of winning for that on a team that didn't load up. And I think it would be hilarious because then Kite would still be upset that he made that trade at the beginning of the year. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my horses on, on Paul. I like, I like Taraz and, and, and Paul. Taraz for the teams that loaded up and Paul for the teams that didn't load up. I'm, uh, I'm rooting for Chris. Just uh, unbelievable. Well, that's a given. Oh. I'm, I mean, Chris is number one for me. <laughs> but I, honestly, like, realistic. I, I'll take anybody to win it. That's not Kite or, or you know, sorry to say Taras, even though I traded with you. Uh, I don't want to see you win it either. But, yeah, uh, definitely rooting for, for Chris here on this one. All right. Well, really, no parting shots, eh, to, to finish it off. Well, I guess uh, I guess we're all just, you know, a little putting our tail between our, our legs because we're in this consolation bracket. But you know what? It's okay. You know that just means we're gonna come out better and stronger next year with our with our top picks. Uh, all right, everybody, that'll do it for the Constellation Bracket podcast. Kite will have a great one with all the players from the championship round coming later on this week. Uh, unfortunately, till next time, we'll see. You.